the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 6. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your Marge Simpson pandemic face mask funny. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And maybe those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. Welcome to the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. And like last week, I want to talk to you again about supporting your local artists, but specifically local women artists who are struggling disproportionately more than everyone else is right now. Again, it doesn't matter if it's music, other performance art, visual art, including digital, poetry, writing. Just find a female artist that you like and buy some art. Seriously, find the resources and share your good fortune. And like last time, do that thing today, please. Yes, today. And hey, thanks. Okay, so here we are at perhaps the most important of all the pillars. So why is it numbered at five, you might ask? Well, if you were paying attention, which I know you weren't, Dave, these are not numbered in any specific order numerically, alphabetically, or in order of significance, magnitude, or importance. I understand that different areas of self-improvement are more important personally, so I'll leave that to you to find those areas that work best for you once you finish playing with yourself. The only reason I think this pillar is so important is because it intersects with every other pillar in some manner, and that's what we're going to explore today. We're going to start at pillar number two, don't be rude. Because I get asked about the difference between being a dick and being rude. And when I say I get asked, I mean that once, like one time someone asked, but it still counts. And the answer is that rudeness doesn't necessarily require you to be a dick, though sometimes that does happen. Being a dick has, attached to it, every time, the need to gain from the action. Rudeness can happen without that. Being a dick is always meant to either achieve some gain for the actor or for the actor to diminish others. Always. I'm not going to go too far with rudeness because episode 3 already went there. And you can review that if you need it. But suffice to say that someone can be a dick without being rude. There's no better example of this than when dickishness intersects with pillar number 4. Don't be uninformed. So picture a family reunion. I, I, I know you don't want to, but just humor me here. There's always that one cousin, uncle, or aunt who is absolutely sure that he or she knows everything about a topic. For example, we'll say the topic is advanced hamster feces management, though it's more likely to be something like how vaccinations cause fewer full moons per year and cause an increase in, I don't know, jellyfish populations or some other bullshit. Anyway, they repeat the ridiculous misinformation they have, interrupt others while doing it, especially women, and always have the last word, even though the depth of their knowledge is an undocumented Facebook post and some scribbles on the back of an Arby's napkin, telling in and of itself, really. Although harmless in context, 
This is the kind of passive info regurgitation activity that spreads misinformation and disinformation and causes others to believe the same bullshit, as discussed in my last podcast. It's also socially and intellectually vacant. So, you know, don't be this person. Just uh, one more point on the uninformed topic is the rare occasion when you are actually informed, but then you force everyone in the room to recognize just how fucking right you are. Dr. Ingrid Platon, in an article from Psychology Today, equates always trying to be right with that feeling of control. But that control is an illusion, and not being able to back down, even if you know you're right, causes you emotional harm. Not everyone will listen, care, or even understand your truth. So let it go. Be free. And choose being happy over being right. Well, your best version of being happy anyway. Let's move on to pillar number three, don't be in a rush. As before, I already tackled this in more depth in episode number four, but there are some specifics about being a dick that you really should pay some attention to. This is when, because of your bad planning, you try to entice or force others to put your interests ahead of theirs. You don't need an example of this because you've probably already seen some dick doing this to people this week, maybe even today. This, like the intersection of don't be uninformed, is a passive level of being a dick and usually emerges from short-sightedness, poor planning, maybe a lack of fiber in your diet, I don't know. It's still harmful to those around that person and as before, if it's you, maybe you should just not do this. And so, in logical order, I'm now moved to mention pillar number six. Don't ask others to do what you don't want to do. This is a classic dick behavior and has its roots in being lazy. And a bit with pillar number seven as well, don't be self-centered. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these either because I have upcoming episodes scheduled to address those specific areas. Suffice to say that you really need to be accountable for your work, your goals, and your responsibilities. And it's kind of dickish to offload your stuff because you have the planning skills of a walking dead zombie, almost. More in later episodes, but just know that I'm looking at you right now. I I totally am looking at you. I'm also not going to touch too much on the first pillar about not making excuses because more likely as not, The excuses are used to smooth over something that you did while being a dick. Also, I did already touch on this in episode two in case you need a refresher or, you know, you have nothing better to do or possibly you're avoiding your family reunion and all that banjo music. So how do you know you're being a dick? And once you know, is there anything you can do about it? The answer is not as simple as it usually is, but let's look at a few options to help separate the you acting like a dick 
from you being a normal human being, or close, anyway. There are, very loosely, three categories from which we can approach this topic. The first is that you just don't know you're being a dick, and you would like to, you know, not be that. So here's the super secret trick. Ask one of your friends. They always know. If they say that, yeah, sometimes you can be a bit of a dick, think about the times that you do that and stop doing that. It's that easy. If they say you're a jerk to your server at restaurants sometimes, stop doing that. If they say you sound like a jerk with your stupid jokes at dinner parties, shut your lasagna hole or learn some new, better jokes. It might you know, take some work, but the payoff is that you can stop being a dick. That's payment enough. The second category is that you either already know you're a dick or someone told you that you were and you don't really think it matters. But it does matter. Just that the expiry date on milk matters or the blood alcohol level for legal driving matters or who shot JR matters. If you don't think it matters, you're one of those people who would rather be right than happy. And you have to find out for yourself why you don't want to live your life like a social human being. Read up about your issues, seek help, get some more leafy greens in your diet, but for the sake of all of us, please don't just continue to be a dick. If you continue down that road to advanced dickhood, you'll find that only people who want to be around you are, you know, other dicks, and then your life will look more like a bad soap opera. Just know, like drinking lumpy milk from a carton, choices have consequences. The third category is that you have some psychopathology that predisposes you to being a dick, some kind of sociopathology or narcissistic condition. Now, I am not a psychologist. Hell, I'm not even a certified life coach, although I am making great progress in my Acme Life Coaching Certification for Mammals program. More on that in future episodes, but I digress. Psychopathology is a complex and nuanced field. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, also known as DSM-5, lists a number of disorders that may make you appear extremely dick-like, and just knowing about it will not lead you to any self-help kind of success. In the case of narcissistic personality disorder, even though there is some question as to the actual evidence of such a specific condition, many of the attributes lend themselves to appearing very dick-like. According to the Mayo Clinic, in relation to this particular psychopathology, those with this disorder have exaggerated sense of self-importance, become impatient or angry when they don't receive special treatment, have significant interpersonal problems and easily feel slighted, and take advantage of others to get what they want, just to mention a few. That last one is really important in relation to pillar number six, don't ask others to do what you don't want to do. But we'll discuss that in more detail in the next episode. Still, if, if this is you, the only help is to find a way to know you need help and then get real clinical assistance, not some casual bullshit advice from some podcasting fly-by-night life coach. Seriously, go find real help.
As you can see, being a dick isn't always about just crossing the line. It can be a symptom of something bigger, just like that rash on your inner thigh. In most cases though, it's entirely visible, knowable, and correctable, like whiteout for your life mistakes. Fuck, does anyone even know what whiteout is anymore? Anyway, for most of you, better planning, awareness of social norms, and a bit of goddamn empathy can cure most of your dickish behavior. And I highly encourage you to get in touch with your inner nice human to just, you know, stop being that dick. Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second. But first, as always, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all your favorite podcast platforms. And it's also available on my website at www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca. Please also follow me on Twitter at Life Disgruntled. There's links on my website for that. And you can DM me with your postal code information. And I'll send you some DLC stickers. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think this is absolutely ridiculous, still, tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled Nugget. There's an old saying that states, don't wait until it rains to build your ark. And, of course, that's only true if you know you're going to get a lot of rain, because if you build it before it rains, and then it doesn't rain enough to move your ark, what the hell do you do with a goddamn ark? And although they also say it's better to have it and not need it, than need it and not have it, it's clear that they never had to maneuver a fucking lawnmower around a stupid ark. I say, buy the materials and plans for your ark, and if it starts to really rain, build your ark in the rain. Or build some social housing, or something. I don't know. Whatever. Again, thanks for listening, and thanks also to Audio Nautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neatnik for visuals, and thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks. Or not. Whatever. 